Hey, you're listening to the Chris Gordy Show podcast brought to you by MyBookie.ag. If you're looking to make some bets before this weekend's games, head to MyBookie.ag. Let them know you heard about it on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Hour number two, the Chris Gordy Show underway, Sports 1280 New Orleans. We've been talking a lot on the Saints this morning. Haven't touched much on their opponent coming up this weekend, and so we head out to Seattle. Spent a couple minutes with uh, Bob Condotta, who covers the uh, Seahawks. Been doing it for a long time out there for the Seattle Times. Uh, Bob, thanks so much for uh, taking a couple minutes with us, man. I know you're busy. Sure, yeah. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. Well, all, all things considered, I mean, we'd like to have Drew Brees playing, but at least uh, the, the good news is it sounds like he's only going to miss a couple of weeks. Uh, they traded for Teddy Bridgewater last off season, or, or last season and uh, re-signed him this offseason, so this is what you kept Teddy Bridgewater for, to be a serviceable guy in the absence of Drew Brees. So uh, we just don't know what this offense is going to look like. It's going to be interesting to see, but on the flip side, Seattle, I, I've seen highlights of them. I know they're 2-0, and but... Uh, your perspective on this Seahawks team uh, two weeks into the season? Yeah, I, you know they sort of get it out two wins by uh, you know one the first week by one point, the second week by two points, and um, kind of needed everything to to pull out both of those. And and uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger didn't play the second half last week, and in the first week they played the Bengals, who uh, really got blown out by the Forty ers in week two. So you know I, I think it's a it's a two and zero start that's promising, but I think there's still uh, you know the jury's still out on exactly how good this team is going to be. But uh, you know they've had some injury issues as well. Their defensive line is has not you know isn't quite what they expect it to be. They they think Ziggy Ansah will play this week, and that'll finally get them. Uh, um, you know, maybe their pass rush back to being a little more like they'd hope it hope it will be. And um, you know, they they have. Uh, I mean, you see all these quarterbacks going down left and right, and, and that's still the best thing Sal has going for him is Russell Wilson. I mean, they really won that game Sunday because of how Russell Wilson played. They they kind of put it all on his shoulders, and in the second half of that game, and asked him to make a lot of plays, and he was able to come through and make them. And, um, you know that really uh, that goes a long way in the NFL these days. If you have a really good quarterback who can who can stay upright, as I know uh, New Orleans did uh, for years and years there. What's the uh, the run game? It seems like uh, week one was was really featured Chris Carson. Then last week, I know Rashad Penny got some carries. Is is it kind of like a, a two headed monster there? Do they want to be maybe fifty fifty with those guys, or is Chris Carson kind of the, well, the feature guy? Yeah, there's a big asterisk to all that. Carson's lost uh, lost two fumbles already this season, and he sort of lost the third. They, they officially didn't credit the other one to Carson because it was sort of on the handoff between Russell and, and Carson, and they kind of got hit at the time. But um, that was one of the big issues Sunday was he fumbled early in the game and just handed the Steelers a touchdown, and he had he had uh, fumbled early in the game against the Bengals the previous week, and um, and then he had another fumble in the fourth quarter uh, on the handoff that, that made that game much much closer than it needed to be. So that was sort of the uh, part of the problem there. But they want to get Penny in there for sure. I mean, he was their first round pick last year. Yeah, you know, he's played. I think he's played a lot better than than people think. He sort of just there'll always be the debate over having taken him in the first round and all that. But you know, he had a really big run in, in the uh, third quarter of that game, a, a 37 yarder for a touchdown and. That's sort of been his mo. That uh, you know they get him in there, and he tends to make one at least one big play every game somewhere, where either in the ready game or the passing game. So, um, you know, Carson is much more of sort of your traditional workhorse 
get a zillion carries and wear you down kind of guy. And Teddy is much more of your sort of complimentary guy who can catch who catches well, and uh, you know you can use him in those kind of situations. So um, for sure, there's always going to be uh, you know rules for both those guys. But you know the other thing, and Pete Carroll alluded to this the other day. You know you can't just it's hard in the modern day NFL to give one tailback all the carries in a 16 game season. And so, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't have a lot of plays week one. So it kind of ended up just kind of being all Carson because the, the offense really didn't do anything. And so they kind of <laughs> kept putting him back out there with the offense because they didn't have many snaps to play for anybody. Um, and, you know, week two, they got, they got more snaps and it was sort of more normal game. And so you saw a little bit more of a division there. The interesting part about this trip, Bob, is, I mean, the Saints have made a lot of trips out to Seattle the past decade and not been very successful. But, of course, that was, you know, in the the era of the Legion of Boom. So there's no Richard Sherman. There's no Earl Thomas. None of those guys playing. But uh, your assessment on this defense, it's a lot of newer faces for folks who, you know, maybe don't watch the Seahawks week in and week out. But, you know, you look at the box scores and it looks like they've been pretty good so far. Yeah, I, you know, week one was a little bit, um, I really had to have some things go right. Defensively, Cincinnati threw, or Andy Dalton threw for 418 yards. And, uh, they had, they had a couple of really big plays, uh, you know, a couple of just huge breakdowns in the Seattle secondary and the kind of thing you wouldn't have seen, um, in the prime losing of boom days. So it's definitely not, you know, quite completely to that era. You know, they made some changes in their secondary last week. Um, sort of injury induced, but I think also changes that they they want to give a look and look and see a different guy at nickel, a different guy, uh, basically a completely different safety tandem um, from week one to week two, and, and they'll they'll stick with that going forward for now. So um, you know maybe that'll stabilize things a little bit. Uh, you know their linebacking core is very good with Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Michael Kendricks. They're playing a lot of base defense and leaving Kendricks out there in a lot of pass coverage situations because they feel like he can handle it. And, uh, you know, that as I said, their defensive line has been an issue for sure. Uh, you know, they, they, they um, signed Ziggy Anson in the offseason. He has yet to play. Puna Ford, who's their best, uh, basically they're without their best two tackles last week. Uh, Jaron Reed, who has a six-game suspension. Um, guys down there maybe remember him, a big star at Alabama. And uh, he was by far their best defensive tackle last year, but he's out for the first six games for an NFL suspension. And then Puna Ford didn't play last week. He might play this week. Um, so they've sort of had problems getting their defensive line the way they'd like it to be and uh but you know if they get answered back this week you know that they have answer and clowny as their starting defensive ends and that, that you know that'd be the first time we see that that's going to be my question uh, on clowny i mean have, have you seen is he settling in i mean obviously it's it's on the flip side, we saw Houston, Laramie Tunsil settled in pretty quickly on the offensive line there, but uh, with the trades that Houston made. But with Clowney only being there a short time, I mean, I'm sure it's got to be crazy to have to learn the full, all the terminology and the playbook and everything that goes with it. Yeah, well, they're not, you know, part of, as I said, when Clowney got here, one of the things he liked about it is they're not, they're, they're going to just play him at one spot and sort of leave him there, and it's basically go rest the passer. So, you know, obviously there's things to learn, but. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, I, I think sometimes you get maybe over, overstate, there's the learn too. It's basically just go tackle Ben Roethlisberger when he drops back to pass. So, um, you know, he's played a lot. Um, they, maybe played a lot more than people had thought. I think there was, you know, the, I think the Seahawks, the bigger concern in a way was that he, you know, hadn't had training camp and, you know, hadn't done anything football related since January and they, they get him the week the season starts. Um, but he's played, um, you know, like 70% of the snaps so far. And, and, uh, I didn't have a lot of numbers last week, but, but definitely impacted a couple, you know, he had a big uh, pass deflection in a key situation and, and definitely, um, you know, kind of impacted the play a few times. 
and uh, you know, week one had a big sack uh, that helped uh, that helped kill a Cincinnati red zone series. So he's he's made an impact for sure already. And then, like I say, uh, you know, it's kind of their ideal when they traded for Clowney was having him on one side, having Ziggy Ansah on the other. And so, um, you know, they're hoping they'll show that this week. Diehard LSU fans in, in this part of the world, uh, Bob, and we always like to keep an eye on the LSU guys and what they're doing at the next level in the NFL. And two guys there, and Ethan Posick and uh, and Al Woods. Um, what have you seen out of either of those guys so far? Yeah, well, I should have mentioned Al Woods. He's been a lifesaver at, at defensive tackle so far. He was, uh, you know, with, with Joe Reed being suspended. Uh, they they signed Al Woods in, in the spring, not knowing about Reed's suspension, but. Uh, you know, they just sort of wanted another veteran guy to throw in there, and, and suddenly Woods is starting uh, with Reed suspension, and uh, he played great in Week One. Um, had a, had a had a key fourth down stop. Had what looked like an interception. They officially called it a fumble, but you know Cincinnati was at the twelve yard line, and and uh, Andy Dalton sort of just lost the ball, and Woods caught it. And, and uh, um, which was one of the huge plays of the game, and he played well last week. Uh, stuff in the run, they really didn't allow Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's running game to get going at all. So he's been uh, so he's been great so far. Um, Ethan Postick started the started the first game uh, due to injury at left guard. Uh, the their their guy they want to start there is a veteran named Mike Ayupati. So Ayupati took was a free agent they signed in the offseason. So Ayupati took over. It started last week, but Post again ended up playing about 25 snaps because Ayupati had to come out for a little while. Then their other guard, DJ Fluker, had to come out. And Fluker's status is sort of in question for next week. So Post could start at guard on the other side for Fluker if Fluker can't play this week. So that'd be something to watch. Talking with uh, Bob Condotta of the Seattle Times. Uh, last thing for you, Bob. The the Saints have had some issues in their secondary these first couple weeks playing the Texans and, and playing the Rams. They have some dangerous weapons. Uh, your thoughts on some of these weapons that the that the Seahawks have? I mean, obviously Tyler Lockett is a, is a nice go-to weapon for Russell Wilson, but the rookie DK Metcalf seems to have had two good games so far. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's definitely been exactly what they what they hoped he would be. You know, he's had just some huge plays last week. Had the had a, a twenty seven yard touchdown and it really helped seal the game for him in a in a key spot. Exactly the kind of play they wanted to get him for. You know, just sort of a just sort of a, a go route and um, beat the defender and made the made the catch and all that. And he's had a couple of big plays like that. So, um, you know, they they haven't gotten a lot from any of their other receivers. They might get. Um, though their other their third starting receiver David Moore back this week he's also been out um, kind of a hairline fracture in his shoulder kind of thing that um, so not overly serious but he had to miss the first two games they think he'll they think maybe he'll be back this week so that would help them a little bit there and uh, their tight ends were huge last week two tight uh, two touchdowns six catches out of their tight ends and, and that's a spot they really like to like to utilize a lot as well it's kind of had some issues. Uh, injury issues at tight end last year, but they're sort of back to being able to to have those guys um, out there this year so far. So for sure, um, you know they. Um, but it's you know it's you got to have receivers obviously, but it's so much more about the quarterback. He's throwing the ball to him, and Russell is just you know he's been on point. You know, throwing, like, completing almost eighty percent of his passes so far. He just uh, you know he's not really missing much right now. Teddy Bridgewater getting the start this week in Seattle. Not exactly the most ideal place you want to go get an NFL start when you haven't had one in a while, but uh, we'll be interested to see what the Saints' offense looks like. Sean Payton and, and company getting Teddy Bridgewater up ready to go for the absent Drew Brees. Bob, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate you uh, jumping on with us this morning. Sure. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, man. Bob Condotta of the, uh, covering the Seattle Seahawks for the Seattle Times. Been doing it for a long time, and uh, he's... Um, 
uh, always a good voice to get on here to uh, get the Seattle perspective on things. And, and like you said, I mean, look, the Seahawks are two and zero, but it hasn't really been pretty. I mean, they had to grit out a win last week in in against Pittsburgh, and you heard them say week one, Andy Dalton threw all over the field on them. They just didn't score a lot of points. So, uh, kind of an interesting perspective. And certainly, look, this is a game that the Saints could win if Teddy Bridgewater could go in there and execute the offense. That's just the question mark: is can he? And we certainly know Russell Wilson and company will be able to complete some passes and and make some plays. So, really, um, I'll be curious to see where the line moves on this game throughout the week. Again, it's a place where the Saints always struggle and always find it real tough to play in Seattle. But can they they go there and get a win with Teddy Bridgewater? It would be tough, but it's not out of the realm of possibility.